Okay, welcome to our next edition of the Adventures in Auditing. I'm Richard Yossi, Chief Deputy. I'm Chris Harding, the County Auditor. And we have a, a special guest today. First time we've interviewed somebody from outside of the auditor's office. We have Council Chair Amy Winder Newton with us. So, Amy, if you want to briefly introduce yourself, we're really excited to have you on our podcast. Well, thank you. And I feel honored that I'm the first person outside of your office that gets to do this. So, um, anyway, a little bit intimidated now for this podcast, but um, so I'm Amy Winder Newton. I have been serving on the Salt Lake County Council since 2014, and um, this is my second time serving as chair this year. Um, I got involved in politics through uh, an incorporation effort. So I, I live in Taylorsville, and back when I was in college and was living in Taylorsville, um, there was a movement to instead of being part of unincorporated county to incorporate and become a city. And so um, I was the PR person and advertising person for the, for the effort. And um, a group of citizens got together and we ended up getting the incorporation passed with over 70% of the vote. And it was a great success. And that's how Taylorsville city was born. And after that, I felt very invested in my city because of that effort. And so I wanted to stay involved. So I ended up serving on the planning commission for eight years. Um, I was a citizen activist. I'd help recruit people to run for office and manage their campaigns. Um, I was on the economic development committee. Anyway, I did a bunch of things there and, and uh, in 2011 was asked by my mayor to come and work as his communications director. So I worked for the city for three years before running for the county. So I love local government. I feel like that's where the rubber meets the road and it's where my heart is. Um, it's, I feel like, you know, our cities and counties are, those are services that impact people the most. And so I love serving in local government. And you represent District 3, which is kind of the heart, the heart of the county, kind of the middle central part. So remind me what remind us what cities you represent. Yeah, so I have the most I, I one time said I have the most dense district and somebody corrected me and said, oh, make sure you say densely populated. So people don't think you're talking <laughs> about the residents there. So anyway, I have the most densely populated district. So I have. Um, all of Taylorsville, about two thirds of Murray, um, a third of West Valley, half of West Jordan, and I have little pieces of Midville and South Salt Lake. So that's what my district entails. Uh, so you've been on the county council, you're known as a fiscal conservative. Um, you also, uh, so I worked in the county council office, and I also really appreciated the work you've done on mental health um, and some of your efforts there. So maybe give us a little bit of background on some of those mental health and the receiving center and some of the work you've done. Yeah. There. Yeah. So there's there's three things that I um, like to say oh. kind of might have been my focus in serving on the county council. The first one is is uh, being a budget hawk and making sure that we have good eyes on the budget. Um, that's, I believe, the most important job of the council is to set priorities and to rein in spending and look closely at that budget. And so I'm really proud of the work I've done on the budget over the last nine years. Um, you know, I go through that each year with a fine tooth comb. I propose cuts, um, look at new priorities and try to ensure that we are being as fiscally responsible as possible. 
And so that's one thing that I'm really proud of. The second one is I started the first ever intergenerational poverty task force for Salt Lake County, where we've brought together state, county, city, school district, the private sector, nonprofits, a, gr a group of people who can look at how do we help break the cycle of intergenerational poverty because it's costing us so much money um, when we don't have people who are able to be self-sufficient and we get worse outcomes for kids um, when we have families who are continually in poverty. And so that's been a, um, a love of mine is to be able to work there and, and try to help the families in the county that way. And then the third one is the one you mentioned, mental health. Um, I had a situation a few years ago where I had one of my own children who came to me one evening and said, mom, I'm, I'm done. Like I, and I knew he was struggling, but he, he wanted to end his life that, that night. And I didn't know where to take him. I thought, I don't even know what I do. Like, who do you call when this happens? And I thought, man, I'm a county council member. Like mental health is one of our things. And, and if I don't know, how does everyone else know? And it propelled me to get involved even on the state level with this issue um, so that we could have more resources. And, and now we've got the 988 numbers. So people know, where to call, who to call, and um, so many resources. But one of the things I'm really proud of is um, some recent work done to get um, a mental health receiving center up and going. And so anyway, we will have a facility in probably spring of 2025 that will be built, that's being built where police officers have a place to take the mentally ill um, who aren't dangerous. They, they can take them there to get real help because they, an ER, or a jail is not the best place for people to get mental health help. And so, and then any residents can walk in if they have a family member or if they need help themselves, they can walk in 24 seven and be able to, to get some help. And so I'm really proud of that. We, we funded as a council just recently, some money for a temporary receiving center until this is built that just went um, online and opened this week. And so um, that's over at uh, the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and it's being utilized already. So anyway, really proud of the work there that I've done as well. That's awesome. It, it you know, with mental health, uh, health, a lot of folks don't realize it till it's happening either to themselves or someone uh, close by them. And yeah, it's good to have these uh, resources that you're you're talking about. I think we're, we're lucky to have those. Um, kind of back to the, the first point you were talking about, about the budget. Um, I, I would imagine that's kind of a, a hard thing to do as a, a council member because you have to balance it. You can't just come in and be a hero by cutting everything you see, everything that's put in front of you. Can can you tell us or tell our, our, our listeners, how do our audits help you make that judgment call? What should we cut? What should we pursue? What should we try and make more efficient? Um, how do council members use that audit or, or an audit for that kind of a tool? Yeah, well, first of all, we love the auditor because we feel like it's so important to have um, not only financial audits done to make sure um, the, the taxpayer's money is being taken care of properly and that things are being done in, in a proper manner there, but even performance audits where we can fund something as a council and have the auditor then go in and say, okay, this was funded to do this did that really happen and be able to look at that. And so we've been so excited to have an auditor who's willing to partner with the legislative body um, in looking at how do we do performance audits to ensure that what we're funding is really how the money was spent 
and um, to make sure we're being efficient and effective and we've got good outcomes and, and all of that. So I feel like your role as an auditor is so important for that. And in fact, I'm open to doing, you know, even more performance audits. I know, ironically, what you do is um, impacted by how many people and how many auditors the council is willing to fund for you. So, you know, I can say that all day long, right? Like, I wish we could do more. We need to do more audits. We need to have more performance audits. But, you know, I recognize that we have finite resources too to, to pay for all of that. And so it's helpful as a council member to be able to have somebody who's looking at that, who's independent. You know, we're part-time council members. And so we have our legislative duties, but we don't have the ability to go back through and dissect programs and and funding the way that the auditor can and so what the service you provide is so incredibly helpful for us as we make decisions on what to cut or what we should continue to fund that's providing good outcomes yeah and we really appreciate like with the the recent audit we did on the policies how the the council and yourself you you've jumped in to to kind of take that i mean because it's a big job we've got a ton of countywide policies and uh, the council has already taken huge strides to uh, rectify the outdated ones, take some old stuff off the books, and and kind of spearhead the effort to to update those policies. That really helps us as auditors, because then as we engage in new audits, um, we can be assured that hey, we're not going to have the same old finding of in this area. They're not following the policy because it's outdated or for whatever reason. But uh, we can kind of drill down to uh, some points that, you know, in other ways that we can help the county, not just uh, policy related. Uh, yeah, and, and you're right, because having those policies updated, I mean, that's what you have to follow as you're looking at these audits. And if we don't keep those updated, then, you know, that, that makes it really hard to build it to provide that good service. Um, I, I appreciate you bringing that up. I mean, that's something that I've been harping on for the last couple of years is, Hey, executive branch, you know, look at look at the policies that affect your departments and what we have that's outdated. Like, let's clean this up. And um, we probably need to do a better job, too, as policies are passed of having some sunsets so that they roll off at a certain point, which forces us to then look at them later. But um, it's something I'm passionate about, too. Like, we need to be following the law, um, following the ordinances. And if we can't because they're outdated, we've got to fix that as soon as possible. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, because um, as you mentioned, we're uh, working on getting our first peer review for our office, which is another set of auditors coming in and basically auditing auditing our office. So we're really focused on doing our audits to GAGAS compliance. And part of what that is, is we audit to the policies. As the auditors, we're not coming in and setting policy. We're not even necessarily coming in and saying this policy is awful, we say our recommendations are how to comply with the policy. And at times we may have to hint and say, yeah, this policy really needs a rewrite. Hint, hint. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great. I mean, we, I, I personally love that push because it's something I've been pushing for. And um, I know our district attorney's office has been um, willing to go through and look at some of these and, and help us identify the ones that are outdated as well as our executive branch. So anyway, any help that we can get there is always good. And you guys have been so great to work with on that and appreciate, you know, it, it's funny, we've got independent elected offices and it's, it's what you make of it, right? Like we have some people who could just sit back and, um, you know, 
drink their Diet Coke every day and, and twiddle their thumbs and not really do much. And I've appreciated, Auditor Harding, how you've come in and you've really taken the bull by the horns. I know you guys like Diet Coke. That's why I use that as an example. Uh, but you guys have done a great job of coming in and wanting to be proactive to serve our community better, which I think is how an auditor should be. You know, you should be running for office and being in office because you want to serve the people. You want to make government better and more efficient. And so it has been so refreshing to have you in there um, to do just that because it does help us as policymakers. It's incredibly important. Um, you know, I know sometimes our departments may get a little bit defensive when they get an audit and, you know, maybe it's not perfect and none of us are perfect and we recognize that. And I think it's cute when some of my colleagues have gotten a little bit defensive of those departments. And, you know, I just think it's so great that we have the checks and balances and, and I feel like the, the auditor is part of that. So. So thank for you sure. for what you do. You know, it's funny um, because as we do these audits, as we find issues throughout the county, um, one of people are always asking me who audits the auditor, and and that's where our peer review is going to come in. But I'll let you in on a a little secret, and the and the listeners, whenever we see findings in our audits, we come back and we start to ask our management our staff the same questions about the findings we have in other departments and you hit the nail right we on change the processes people start becoming defensive they our folks will ask us you know we've always done it this way and and there's even some who will say you know what can't you just trust us i mean don't you trust your employees and it's like we do but as we're out kind of ruffling the feathers of other people and we, we want to come back and make sure that our office isn't doing the same thing, although you'll never see us issue an audit report on our own office. Uh, we are uh, wanting to strive to make our office better. Um, it, it'll be a lot better when we can point to our peer review and say, these outside guys have looked at our processes and here's what they found. But yeah, we we want to strive to do better as well. And, and we are asking our staff the same questions that we're asking other offices and and yeah it can be a little uncomfortable and you don't want to be uh brash and abrasive in how you do it but there's room for improvement all over the county even here in the auditor's office absolutely i mean all of us have room for improvement we in the council office we we always can do better too right like so um i i think one of the biggest mistakes government makes is that we people get into government um it becomes so bureaucratic and slow moving and people don't like change it, it's it's hard to to want to change and and the i've heard more than once people say well this is how we've always done it you know <laughs> that doesn't mean that's the best way right um so it's always good when we have things that can kind of shake up government a little bit and help us to be more responsive, to be more fiscally conservative, to look at ways that we can do things cheaper and better and provide better service. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, um, thank you, uh, council member for joining us today. No, you've got a hectic schedule and we wish you all the best as you uh, shortly embark on the adventures of the budget and get your big binder and start going through line item by line <laughs> item. I remember the days where you, me, your policy advisor would get around a table and we went through a lot of sticky notes, a lot of pens, a lot of highlighters and wish you all the best as you begin that process. And thanks for all thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for all you guys do.